Yeah. 
Please join me in Gashol. The ocean of birth and death, of painful existence, has no bound. Only by the ship of Amida's universal vow can we, who have long been drowning, unfailingly be brought across it. Hymns of the Pure Land Masters. Shoji no kukai hotori nashi. Hisashiku shizumeru warera oba. Mida guze no fune no mizo. Nosete kanarazu watashikeru. To namandavs, 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 namandavs. Good morning, everyone.、Um, today we are observing the Gotaen service.、Uh, it, is a, it is the service that observes Shinna Shonin's、uh, birthday. And his birthday is said to be、uh, May 21st, and that is when we、uh, observe his actual birthday. And、uh, so I'd like to announce that today is the Gotaen service for、uh, the Tacoma Buddhist Temple. But、um, on the actual day, May 21st,、um, the Northwest District Ministers also have a joint a,、uh, Gotaen service.、Um, and we are actually hosting that one. So the,、um, uh, it, it, it takes place here. And we have a special guest speaker,、uh, very special to us here at Tacoma Buddhist Temple. It is the former、uh, resident minister here,、uh, Reverend Kojo、uh, Kakihara Sensei. And、uh, he and his family will be on the video. And so、uh, I definitely、uh, recommend that you check out the video. I think it would be great. So, Gotaen service is a special service observing Shina Shonin's birthday. And during this time at the headquarters, which is located in Kyoto, Japan, or what's called Honzan,、um, there's a series of events that take place that kind of commemorates this, uh, this uh, event. And so there's a tea ceremony, or what's called Sado or、um, Chado. There is also No,、uh, there's also Gagaku, or traditional music playing,、uh, and Dakugo, which is kind of like a stand up comedy, only、uh, they're not really standing up, they're kind of sitting down and talking. And these are various forms of entertainment that the members and guests. Can go to see and take part in. Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about、um, Amida Buddha.、Uh, what is Amida Buddha? And the, the word Amida is、uh, actually two names that are combined into one. And the first name is Amitabha, and the second name is Amitayus. These are Sanskrit terms, okay?、Uh, which are the Buddha of immeasurable light、uh, for Amitabha and Buddha of immeasurable life. For Amitayus. And together they combined into Amita,、uh, which later becomes what we know of today as Amida.、Okay? So there's a lot of time that、uh, spans in this development. So we usually call Amida the Buddha of immeasurable light and life, which are the symbols for immeasurable wisdom and compassion. So light, on the one hand, represents wisdom. And then、uh, life represents compassion on the other hand. So today I want to talk about immeasurable life. Why life, right? What, what's the significance of life? I mean, light is kind of understandable, right? I mean, in every religion, they will、uh, say that light is representative, representative of、uh, wisdom or、uh, some kind of knowledge, right?、Um, so, light I kind of understand, but life, why life? What's the significance of life? Well, Amida means、uh, that the Buddha teaches us a path to find freedom from suffering. Suffering is the cycle of life and death and life and death and life and death、uh, over and over again. And so when we break free from this cycle, 
we are said to attain what's called birth in the pure land, or in other words, this is also called attainment of enlightenment. So attaining enlightenment means to find the resolution to the greatest problem in our lives, our mortality. So Buddhism is a path to cope with or come to terms with our death, or more broadly, the issue of life and death. According to Kakehashi Jutsun, a renowned Shin Buddhist scholar, the phrase right dharma or shobo, which is a, uh, in kanji, it's a tadashi ho, uh, it means the right path that leads to our overcoming the issue of death. And this is what Shakyamuni Buddha sets out to do when he wanted to find the solution to suffering. What he was really trying to do was find the solution to the ever-looming problem of his own mortality. Similarly, Tan Luan, who is one of the seven Pure Land Masters, uh, it, uh, in the Shou Xingye, which uh, we just chanted right now, it talks about how Tan Luan wanted to find a teaching that taught about longevity, or in other words, immortality. So he sets out to look for the Taoist scriptures on longevity and immortality. And when he acquires the sacred scrolls, he's very happy, right? But along the way, uh, he, he uh, bumps into a famous Buddhist scholar uh, by the name of Bodhiruchi and asks him, if any, if there, if there are Buddhist scriptures that can teach about longevity and uh, that are more effective than the Taoist scriptures, that he had just obtained. So uh, then Bodhiruchi spats on the ground, pat, right? And uh, he said to him, where on earth, quote, okay, where on earth is there such a method of attaining longevity? Even if you could attain long life, you will die in the end, end quote. Then Bodhiruchi hands Tanwan a sutra on the Pure Land, the, which uh, is the Contemplation Sutra, and then he says the following, quote, This is the prescription on true longevity by the great Shakyamuni. If you practice it, you will attain emancipation and be liberated from birth and death forever, end quote. So long story short, Tanwan then burns the Taoist scriptures converts to Pure Land Buddhism, and the rest is history. So this is a very famous episode that happens uh, in the story of Tan Luan, who is one of the seven Pure Land Masters. So the resolution of one's own mortality uh, is a very important uh, uh, concept in Buddhism. Buddhism is not about how to relieve your stressful workday. It's not about how to attain a trance-like state uh, where you can calm your overstimulated mind. Those things are secondary to what is most pertinent at hand, which is coming to terms with our life by coming to terms with our death. And it is common to fall in the following traps. One, uh, to say, oh, well, you know, death is something that happens later on in life. It's not an issue with me, right? Or number two, we might think, well, if it happens, it happens, right? If it happens, it happens, whatever. I won't be around anyway, who cares, right? The third one is we say, oh, well, who's got time to be worried about death, right? I've got bills to pay and a mortgage, worrying about death, just ain't gonna take care of any of those things, right? So I'm not gonna fuss over all those, uh, I'm not gonna fuss over the issue of death, right? 
And then there's a fourth point. You might be thinking, uh, I need something that'll help me cope with my day-to-day -day problems. And death isn't really exactly up there on the priority list, right? And that's something that, uh, that'll happen uh, later on in life, you might think. And so these are some of the common answers that we kind of uh, give to try and put off the inevitable issue of death. So if what you're looking for are solutions to your everyday problems like your mortgage or paying your rent or love problems with your significant other, then Buddhism isn't, might not give you the answers that you want. Right? Buddhism isn't really meant for that. Um, it's like, I don't know, it's like, uh, this is kind of random, but it's kind of like using a calculator to find out why salmon doesn't make for good fish tacos or something like that, right? It's just not useful, right? But instead, Buddhism in addresses how to overcome the issue of suffering, which essentially find, uh, means finding a way to come to terms with and accept your coming death. And although this may sound morbid and negative, a criticism that Buddhism has gotten ever since it was introduced to the West, really when we think about it, when we come to accept our deaths, we actually come to accept our lives. Death is one of those things we always put off to the side and try not to think about or worry about until it's too late. <clears throat> um, what are two things we cannot avoid in life? This is a joke, by the way. Or is it? No, but uh, there are two things uh, we cannot avoid in life. So the first one, you guessed it, death, right? And the second one is taxes, okay? Death and taxes. Uh, by the way, there's a beer called Death and Taxes, which is a really delicious beer. I rec recommend that one. But anyway, death and taxes, two things that we cannot avoid in this life. So let's take taxes as an example. We don't like to think about taxes. In fact, we despise it, right? Why? because we feel it takes away from us and we have to do it, right? So it feels like we are digging our own graves and then dying in them, right? Uh, we always put them off and we don't like to think about them. Then when tax season comes, we do one of two things. Either we go, oh my gosh, taxes, I forgot, right? That like we forget or the other one, oh my gosh, taxes, I gotta do taxes again. Man, shoot me in the head right now, right? Every year, uh, come late March, many thousands, how many thousands of, of people utter these words, right? Either one where it's like, oh my gosh, I forgot taxes, or the other one is, oh my gosh, taxes, right? So it's one of two. Um, but Buddhism uh, tells us, it's saying, it doesn't have to be that way, right? Buddhism is saying there is a third reaction to taxes, which is, Taxes, oh yeah, I took care of that uh, in January. We're good, we're good, right? Then from January to April, April, you have this really calm demeanor, right? You can go about your day with no problems, right? No looming and imminent threat. Nothing can phase you because you got done with that one major task that you need to get done every year of your life, right? You know it's coming, and so you might as well take care of it now, and so you do. So Buddhism is the same way with death. Amida Buddha is telling us death or suffering is there. If it hasn't come yet, it will, right? 
And this is not to scare you, but it is to prompt you to be aware and to be ready. Because when it comes, you will not have time to mentally and emotionally react. If you recognize this reality and you can find a way to accept that truth, you will enjoy this life with much more ease and calm. You will look and treat this life with deep respect, with no regrets, and with spontaneous flexibility. If you can come to accept and receive death with open arms, you can accept and receive life in the same way. As a matter of fact, until we do, we will never truly appreciate this life. Right now, many people appreciate this life because of its ease, the comforts of life, the conveniences of life, the entertainment of life. But all these things are ephemeral. All these things are temporary. Even the laughter of a child, the beauty of the blooming flowers, the warmth of hugging your pet dog, right, will all someday come to change. So the things we usually hold on to for joy does not last forever. Shinran Shonin, in another version of Shoshinge, he explains that people of Shinjin, quote, leap crosswise beyond birth and death, end quote. What he means here is that we leap out of the cycle of birth and death and enter the world of nirvana upon the end of our lives. So we will break free from the cycle of birth and death when we come to awaken to Amida Buddha's compassion. What he is trying to show is that when we come to resolve the issue of death while in our lives and then actually part with our physical bodies thereafter, we will enter the world of no further suffering. But that assurance comes here and now in this life. It is kind of like uh, an acrobat who is flying around in the air doing all kinds of tricks, you know, like flipping around and stuff and we're all like cheering for that person, right? Right now, we are living life and doing great, enjoying our time, enjoying our time flying and being on the edge and, and flying around and doing all these tricks, right? With not a care in the world. But let's say after some time and we gain some experience, then we venture to see just how really high up we are. And we then see how risky all this acrobat business is, right? When we think we are on our own, we start to think that with one false slip, one false slip, right? We will fall to our deaths, right? We then get really anxious and cautious and we cannot live life with as much excitement and enjoyment as we used to. We can't fly around and be so confident and bold anymore. We worry that every risky move we make could be our last, and so we don't enjoy our time acrobatting. Instead, we fly around scared, worried, and anxious. Right? But once we look closely down, way at the bottom, and we see that the whole time there was a huge net that would catch us in case we did fall, we then become relieved. We then breathe a sigh of relief 
and then go back to jumping around confidently and enjoying our time without a care in the world. The net is much like Amida Buddha's compassionate working. Amida Buddha is telling us we are going to be okay whether we fly around or whether we fall. The Buddha will be there to catch us. We may not notice, but it is there. Then when we understand that we will be okay no matter what may happen, we can enjoy our lives here and now. And I don't mean we will always be laughing and smiling and enjoying life. Instead, what I mean is that we can come to treat our lives with deep respect, having no regrets, and showing spontaneous flexibility in how we treat other people and the many situations we are in. This is what our founder, Shinran Shonin, teaches us. And this is the guidance provided by the great master, Shinran Shonin. So please join me in Gassho. The ocean of birth and death, of painful existence, has no bound. Only by the ship of Amida's universal vow can we, who have long been drowning, unfailingly be brought across it. Namo Amida Uts. Namo Amida Uts. Namo Amida Uts. Namman Naps Namman Naps Namman. May the wisdom of the all-compassionate one so shine within our hearts and in our minds that the mists of error and the foolish vanity of self be dispelled. So shall we understand the changing nature of existence and reach spiritual peace. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namo Amida Butsu. Namanda. Namanda.